Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walshep. This is a Cali DBQ Media production. Every week we talk about our ongoing thesis that is digital hospitality. Every business needs to be digital first, and every business also needs to be in the hospitality business. Uh, we're very lucky as a barbecue media brand here in San Diego that we've used the internet to share our story and make connections, digital connections that have become in real life connections that have become friendships all over the globe. Um, if you are curious about about the future of food, if you're curious about technology, if you're curious about media, if you're curious about sharing your own story, you're in the right place. Welcome. Uh, if this is a first time listener, if you're a long time listener, we're grateful to have you. Um, this is a very exciting year for Cali Barbecue Media. We're making a lot of connections, um, not just for Cali Barbecue to become the Amazon Prime of Barbecue, build out our ghost kitchen space, virtual kitchen space, but we've launched Restaurant Influencers, which is our second podcast with Entrepreneur and Yelp. Um, we're putting on a lot of different marketing classes and and um, I've been speaking all over uh, virtually as well as going to be in real life soon. So today we've got a great guest, um, a fellow Bulgarian, which uh, I don't get to say often, but he's actually the second Bulgarian. Uh, me and my wife, uh, my better half, my Bulgarian bride, we interviewed the mayor of a town called Rykovsky in Bulgaria and the mayor Pavel Gujarov, he was uh, on the podcast. We actually recorded it on my iPhone at his uh, dining room table. Um, number one, because it was a great conversation. Number two, because we wanted to teach our listeners and our viewers how easy it is to record content, how easy it is to record video, how easy it is to become a media company. So if you're here, um, welcome and uh, let's enjoy enjoy uh, our, our featured guest, which is the founder Fotis Patriota from Gritzy. Fotis, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Thanks a lot. Uh, thanks a lot for having me, Sean. This is this is great. Uh, the Bulgarian thing was kind of surprising, but, uh, you know, I didn't know. I don't know the first time, a couple of times we were talking, and I don't definitely don't have a Bulgarian name, but I was born there. So uh, that, that connection is always. How long did you live in Bulgaria? Great. I moved when I was six. Okay. So I lived so pretty much raised American, you know, okay. outside of Philadelphia, but uh done a lot of traveling back there all my all my mother's side of my family is still there so i don't really have any family in the u.s extended okay. except for my immediate family so uh that's in bulgaria and cyprus cyprus is also another great interesting place uh yeah. in the world right now too with you know right in the middle between the middle east and europe so yeah it's been it's been uh, it's been a great ride um you know like the it's been fun going into this entrepreneurial journey as well and meeting so many people from like different immigrants. It's, it, I feel like it's a, it's a great, it's an interesting thing that for people to do that are kind of new, semi new in the country can kind of, uh, and then just trying to figure out how to buy in to the American dream. It's been awesome, you know, like, um, so yeah, it's kind of a it's a good thing, you know. Well, tell me about your American dream. I mean, tell let's let's let the the, the listeners know what is Gritzy. So give me the so, give me your VC your VC pitch. <laughs> so so Gritzy uh, is a, we basically surface we surface data for on premises for any kind of business that's really one hop away from the, the end consumer. Uh, restaurants is the main thing where there's a, just a ton of data that's missing mm -hmm. for what's going on for every single order that you do, uh, your inventory and all that kind of stuff. Uh, traditionally, 
Uh, you know, there's tons of restaurant management softwares out there. You'd have to type everything in. Uh, we found that, you know, and my background is a lot more coming from uh, tech and imaging and things like that. Uh, it's just you it, using video and modern video is such a cheap and comprehensive way to be able to get more, way more of this data, figure out exactly what happened to every single order that left your, uh, left your location. And that's super value, valuable and becoming more valuable. Um, you know, so the Gritsy started, I got really into this space a couple of years ago into the whole virtualizing of, uh, of food brands and all demand food brands. And as we're going through it, you know, there's a bunch of ghost kitchen stuff that's happening and things like that. And especially not, I'm not somebody that came from the food industry, but I just loved where that direction everything was going because um, a lot of my previous experience was in um, kind of the retail transformation from retail to mobile. I was doing a lot of uh, mobile software and things like that. And so this kind of was like really got really interested in it. That, uh, but it was still, it's still really hard to do, you know? Yeah. That's why I like the people that are successful in it are still people that have great food backgrounds and things like that to, to, because they're kind of understanding the, the, the full gamut from creating a great brand in the, in the, in the beginning of it and all, and all the way through operating it. And then all these types of new technologies, I feel like are just places that things that will, new tools in the modern age that can help do that better, you know, and uh, and we view we view Gritsy as a major tool that was missing. That that they, that data component on the ground is something that's so much easier to get than it was say ten years ago. It's kind of a no brainer in my opinion to like yeah. Really I mean, start I think this. yeah. What's exciting for us is anybody that you know is a listener to this podcast knows how much we care about video. Um, we talk about video all the time. We talk about using video on your smartphone to tell your story. Um, very rarely do we talk about the technology piece of the data. You know, using mm -hmm. video in an operational standpoint. Um, I think you know when I first uh, became aware of your company, um, Adrian reached out to me. I get all kinds of different emails all the time from uh, different software companies, different technology companies. Go figure. You have a digital hospitality podcast. People tend to find our content. Um, but, you know, when it piques my interest is when it's something that from an operational standpoint is something that we're not doing. You know, it's an easy implementation using hardware. I mean, there's never been an easier time to, you know, get surveillance, essentially, you know, the from thinking about when we first opened our restaurant in 2008 to what we can do now, you know, from a hardware perspective of actually recording video, it's much cheaper. You know, do you guys consider yourself a hardware company or more of a software company? I mean, the hardware has to happen, right? That's hardware has The hardware has to happen. Yep. You know, so so on that side, our, our job as a company is to make it as easy as possible. Yes. But the hardware is, is cheap. You know, it's cheap as uh, it's as cheap as it's ever been. It's obviously it's going to get cheaper. But the good thing about video uh, is that especially in the operational sense, as you're doing uh, the type of content that you're doing is also like much more high quality. But even in the operational sense, it doesn't even need to be super, super high quality in terms of video, yeah. uh, in terms of that. So it's, it's pretty cheap. It's a cheap way to be very ubiquitous. And it's like basically the best sensors that we currently have that are digital. Um, and there are limits to it because, and that's probably why nobody ever thought about it because if you're a really good food person 
you know, and this is something I've learned through this journey. It's like, if you're a really good food person, you're using all of your senses to judge what is happening, right? You're using your eyes, you're using your, you know, your taste buds, you're using your, your fingers and your smell. Like you're kind of, you have, you're fully immersed in that product in order for it to be. And that's what makes, that's what makes it innovative when somebody tastes it and, and they love it, but it also is what makes it very difficult to just, you know, build an assembly line to get it working. Like, because Correct. the, because the rest of those sensors that people are born with just don't really, there's no digital equivalent to anything. The only thing that comes close today is cameras, you know, yeah. uh, there's, there's no taste buds. There's no, there's not that stuff. So there's, um, but just having that, having those sensors is super valuable right now, you know, an extra set of eyes, uh, on the stuff you're doing can, you know, uh, there's, there's thousands of dollars of productive productivity and money just lost per month because of just very simple things that can be picked up with, uh, with camera sensors as well. So it's like, and it's just about finding, that's why we're a software company because it's like, we're finding the way to unlock that. Right. Sure. How do we make it easy for people to unlock that? You know, because in theory, yeah, like in theory, everybody just has, uh, you know, they're recording their surveillance footage or whatever they have. They might not even have their line or any of that kind of quality stuff on because they just it goes in a box. They forget about it unless somebody like breaks into the store or something. But there's actually a lot of value there that needs to be unlocked. It's just about making that easier. Right. Well, there. I mean. Number one, on a huge, on a, on a higher level, it's easy when you think about like we sell a tailgater, that's our family style meal that comes with all of our smoked meats, all of our sides. It's our Mm. ribs, it's our brisket, it's our chicken, it's our pulled pork that gets packaged up. You know, essentially what Gritzy is going to help us do is to make sure that when that does get packaged up, if our expo forgets to put the pulled pork in, we'll be able to catch that. Right. So that we're not so that we know that actually we did miss it. Or if Uber Eats tells us, hey, you were missing something, we actually could say, no, we actually did package that up. But on a on an even more impactful thing for me is understanding those incremental costs. You know, once you get into the restaurant business, you start to get into the pennies business where every yeah. single penny matters and starting to understand, you know, I was watching a comedian on Netflix the other day, talking about America is the land of abundance. Like if you go to any restaurant or you order some food to go napkins, 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 everyone's getting napkins. Like you get a stack of napkins. How many fucking napkins do you need? And it's like, yeah, that's always been a problem at our restaurant too, is telling servers or telling the hostess, you know, when someone asks for a napkin, it doesn't mean that they need half of a stack of napkins, but understanding that like your software will help us to go that tailgater that we're talking about. Okay. We need to have five barbecue sauces go into that tailgater. Well, if we have an expo that's putting seven barbecue sauces in every single order and somebody didn't ask for extra barbecue sauce. Now, if we put that compounding over a week, over a month, over a year, now we're talking about thousands of dollars that we're losing in the packaging and in the product and the waste because yeah it so much of it too is like you know from from our perspective as a family that orders DoorDash uses Uber Eats uses local restaurants like we get packages and sometimes it just comes with so much shit that we don't I mean we have in our in our cupboard we have a, a box of cutlery literally it's like how much cutlery do we need from these restaurants if there's an option for me to say no But what I love about what you guys are doing is you're helping solve operationally things that we know intuitively, but now we know them based off of science and data. 
Exactly. So uh, this is all stuff. Uh, uh, none of the stuff we do ever comes as a surprise in terms of like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. But it's it's always it's stuff that you would uh, you would have a hard time tracking down, especially like and you know there, there's and this is like when you start getting into like multiple locations and stuff like that, you get a weird review or something happens, and that could be you know how do you track down whether you messed it up or not. You know, especially mm-hmm. now that there's the third parties, you're giving your food to somebody else. And then now they're responsible for your, for how your brand is perceived, you know, and, and, uh, you know, you, you want to know hundred percent whether it was on your side and, uh, you know, the other side, even if you're not, you know, asking for that refund or whatever that is back, you know, you're, you, you still at least want to be able to drill down and see exactly what happens and address it. And then also, uh, and then coming, me coming from a computer science thing, uh, world, you kind of, the, the things you said, I think, which a lot of people do really, really well is, is you might have a rule for what you, for how many sauces or how many napkins <laughs> or whatever, you have whatever a you have. Yeah. yeah, you have a checklist, but it's really hard to know and to maintain that. Right. Well, that's human uh, error. I don't have yeah. a robot that's putting that's putting these orders together. It's a human. Yeah, and and it's going to be a long time before you have a, a robot to do that. Better, <laughs> right. So, uh, and 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 people need to be motivated, and and you and you want you also want to give them leeway to do things really well. That's the good thing about you know the hospitality is like maybe this person did want more napkins because you know they might have a baby with them and it's something like that, but maybe everybody else doesn't need them. So Correct. you know you kind of want to give people some leeway with things like that, and. Um, it's, it's just good to have this stuff on the record. You know, it's good. It's, it's great to have this stuff on the record, be able to go back, see those issues that, that you had and, and come up and work on your playbook, get that checklist down. Uh, you know, maybe there is an exception, you know, there's an exception that we should give this person utensils for whatever reason that is, or we shouldn't, you know, we should give extra sauce in this case, but not in those cases. And, um, you know, that's the kind of stuff that makes the op- the business operationally function really well. Um, and there's just more and more issues like this now. I don't, it used to not be as much of an issue uh, when everybody's on premises because, you know, you do something a little off if you have really great uh, front of house people that are, that are, you know, in tune with their customers' needs. You don't even notice it as a customer if something's a little yeah. off. But, you know, but by the time it makes the trip to your house and if it's whether it's five, 10 half minutes, half an hour later, uh, it's just just more and more frustrating. It's just not an option to do that kind of stuff. Uh, it's not there is no back and forth and you, and you don't control the, the delivery experience either. So, um, you know, it's, it's just become uh, something that's been more and more uh, crucial to do. Uh, so we're seeing that's why we're seeing a lot more people, a lot more interest, you know, yeah. uh, it's, it's becoming a must have very, very quickly. Well, yeah. I mean, especially once you start to think about delivery from a virtual brand and ghost kitchen perspective, you know, as mm-hmm. we're adding additional ghost kitchen locations, we call them friendly ghost kitchen locations, but you know, we're not sending a general manager down to run a ghost kitchen. You know, we have a key employee that's basically running the kitchen, depending on staffing up to two people per location. You know, 
you've got to have eyes and ears operationally to understand what's actually happening within those kitchens, right? So it's one thing to have a surveillance camera. It's another thing to have software that's tied to our point of sale system because you guys do integrate with point of sale system to understand what's actually happening operationally with the quality of product that's going out. Yeah, this this applies to virtual, virtual, the virtual brands are feeling the largest pain yeah. In a sense, because they're they've kind of started and they flipped the whole thing upside down. Yeah. Whereas usually, you know, if you're if you're uh, traditionally, you would be like you would do a lot of you do really really well, like you're a chef, you're training operational yeah. thing, and you start building it up until you go, okay, now how do I create a great brand, right? right. But then they're starting this way and going backwards this way, and trying right. to relearn relearn all this other stuff, um, you know. But so it's a good opportunity to to add these types of tools in there that are a different way to kind of solve some of these problems. But we do even see a lot of applications for doing things with, even with people that are not running virtual brands. For example, one thing that we do now uh, is even before we have a POS integration, we'll, we'll, we'll give people a timing report out of the gate. Like, so mm-hmm. it's like a, a long tail timing report for your orders, like across every hour of your operations. Um, you know, what's the average order times? What, what is that kind of, what's the average prep times and things like that. Uh, that's a quick win. And it's a quick way to just spot, you know, issues. There's, you, 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 could, you could kind of get that with the KDS, but now you're, you're forcing somebody to start pressing buttons. Yeah. Or you could just, you can, or you could just put a camera in and see what the timings are. Well, I mean, know? Uh, for me, I'm that? fascinated. I'm fascinated with how many restaurants don't even have a key KDS, a kitchen display screen. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, lot. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Obviously I'm wearing a toast hat. We were, we have toast in our restaurant, you know, they had their IPO, they have 50,000 locations, but that's not a lot of restaurants. You know, when you're talking about how many restaurants are in the United long States, and once you, go. And then once you start to think to about how many restaurants are actually on the planet that are in the virtual space, that are in the digital space, that understand that need, they need to be a digital first restaurant. Now you're talking about all of that information, you know, all of that information, but operational prowess to actually execute. You know, it's so much different when you go from a paper ticket, like an actual printed ticket to a yeah. kitchen display screen that's telling you the time and the data of how long did it take to get that order out. I mean, it's a world of different. I mean, it's it's like the difference between a black and white television and a 4K TV. Well, it's I probably even, even more. It's probably even I more. I could even blow your mind with saying that. Why would you even why do you even need a KDS sometimes or if well, you might need to get the information input from for the people. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, the, a camera is 20 bucks or 30 bucks. Yeah. KDS are much more expensive. They have to, it's much more difficult to install. And you're ask and you're kind of there's a big training leap as well. I think that's probably even the biggest reason why people don't have it. It's like, okay, I have to do the install, but then I have to go around and I have to know how to work the inside and out for the KDS. Mm-hmm. And then, and then me know that very well. And then let my, let the, all the other employees know that very well. And then when something breaks then I have to go and resolve it versus mm-hmm. like, you know, there's some of these things where if you have a camera and it's very passive, it's a passive way to get a bunch of this uh, data without having to really rework a lot of the process. So we're, that's our, we're seeing that as an opportunity. It's like, this could be a much faster way to spin up a ton of, a, a ton of locations and get a lot of that, uh, fill a lot of that gap without having to 
need you need that full the full stack. Now the KDSs are great because right? it's just a way better way to communicate with people on the ground. Of what, do you what, find it easier to launch in? traditionally not a digital first restaurant or restaurants that already have a robust tech stack? Uh, I'm trying to think of what restaurants don't have a robust tech stack <laughs> anymore because everybody's has tablets in there now, yeah. you know? Yeah, because of third-party delivery. That's at minimum, you know, versus like if you have a tech stack where you're trying to get all those third-party deliveries funneled in and you're going through integration hell or whatever that is, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, for us, actually, we don't see a big, um, we don't see a big difference between a lot of that because at the end of the day, the most important thing is do the people on the ground want to improve the service, yep. you know, do they want to have better quality coming out of it or not? Um, as long as they do, this is valuable information for them. Did you miss this year's National Restaurant Association show in Chicago? Did you miss out on all the incredible digital hospitality opportunities in real life? We have great news. Restaurant 365 is announcing that they will have an incredible event called the Restaurant Transformation Tour at the Wiltern Theater in Los Angeles on June 27th. There are one day and two day ticket options available and you'll get to hear from industry leaders like Home State's VP of Operation and Controller on how they align their finance and operation teams with real-time data. So many people that listen to this podcast, digital hospitality leaders like yourself, need to be at this event if you are in Southern California and are in the restaurant business. Whether it's accounting, operations, payroll, or HR, There will be top-notch content so you can learn how to run your restaurant operations as efficiently as possible while driving profits. Please use the promo code VIPCaliBBQ for 50% off your ticket and click the link in the show note to sign up so that we can see you in real life and take some TikTok videos together. Thank you for listening to show. We will see you at the Restaurant Transformation Tour presented by Restaurant 365. And now back to the show. What's your philosophy on software? Like, My philosophy on software? Yeah, like as a builder. Uh, I've done software my entire life. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, I'm more hacky than maybe I should be at this point in my life, but I still. So really, you're not a you're you're not an iPhone user. Are most engineers uh, non iPhone users? Is that how it works? <laughs> well, I'm I am an iPhone user, but okay. I, I I do think that's important to to have software that really drives like connects with. connects with the people using it you know so so iphone is easy for me it's like it's easy way to connect with the end users it's a it's a great way like software is meant to be used by people yeah you know and even this is even i was managing a huge engineering team before and even when you do things that you think are technical documentation like let's say you have an api so the whole purpose of an api is a computer to talk to another computer or whatever right but really it's so that another engineer can understand what you're doing. Yeah. Right. And you're really like almost any piece of software you're doing, whatever you do is just so that other people can understand. You could do 
helping people solve problems easier, helping people think through problems in a different way. Uh, and that applies across the board. Um, software doesn't get anywhere without a purpose that people and people define that purpose, right? And that's kind of why I like the why we do do things where it's like reiterate a ton, right? So um, like, for example, these timing reports, we were, uh, you know, the original, the original launch is like, okay, you integrate it, you set the camera up, it's integrated your POS, you get a ton of views and things like that. But then it's like, you get a lot, bunch of people where it's like, okay, we're waiting for integration to get set up, et cetera. It's like, hey, you can actually get a ton of value today. You have the yeah. cameras, just what's, you know, get get some value out of it right right away. And it's something that, and people are like, it's help people like help people out. You know, there's, there's, there's an opportunity. There's, there's an opportunity to use that software to help people get, get, gain a ton of value. Um, and that's really, the, that's really what, what I like about software. That's why I like the opportunity. You know, it's really just helping people, you know, think differently. Right. And then also getting that feedback back from people, what works and doesn't work and making that better. That's, yeah, I, mean, I think I, I think the the beauty of software is always in the simplification. You know, it's something that when I think about you know my own journey of digital hospitality and why we believe the way that we believe, it was you know Adam Harris, who's been a guest multiple times on this podcast. He's the founder of Cloudbeds, this incredible technology company in the hotel space. Um, he was running a website company way back in the day when we first sw- switched our first website, and what he told me was. You know, Sean, I'm going to tell you something about the internet. And if it's not easy enough for you as a normal human being to understand, for you to use, to want to use, if you need some layers of complexity of how to use this software, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's either, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. And I'm going to switch you to WordPress. You can do it yourself. I'm going to teach you a couple things, but then you can publish by yourself. And like that guiding principle of like, if it's not easy enough for me to use, then it's not going to work. So we have no problem going and trying and testing new, whether it's a social media app, whether it's a software, because either it's going to work and we're going to find it, we're going to like it, and we're going to work with the team. You know, one of the things I love about the space that we're in now, this digital hospitality space, and this new frontier is like, there's never been a time where a restaurant owner can work so closely with founders of tech companies, with engineers of tech companies, with mm-hmm. true leaders in the space and their feedback matters. Like I know that the feedback that I give to Toast, the feedback that I give to you and your team, the feedback that yeah. I give to Seven Shifts, like I know it's not just a selfish reason. I know that if they fix it for me, they're going to fix it and it's going to enable them to fix it for so many other restaurant clients. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting time. You know, this is kind of my process of uh, working as of, you know, an engineering manager doing engineering begin with, you know, working with huge companies all the time and then breaking into uh, doing Gritzy. Uh, we're basically like, Hey, you get a ton of this engine. You get a ton of value yep. for almost nothing just because you're getting a lot of that. Like what, a big company pays people hundreds of thousands of dollars to do, you know, you're getting that and being able to say like, Hey, you know what, this is, uh, this is actually how, what's important to run a business like this. You know, that's super valuable, super valuable information. I think one of the things you, you, you hit on that was the thing about software is that it has to be easy 
but defining easy is the hard part, right? So the, <laughs> Correct. And, and, and easy is different by cohort, you know? Correct. Like for me, for me uh, it's very easy for me to go into a, a terminal and interact with the terminal in Linux or something, right? Yeah. So that's actually that's not easier. easy for me. <laughs> for me, that's actually easier than clicking around and, and on a desktop, right? Yep. So, uh, you know, so it's actually like, those things are people have developed that it's not, they didn't make that, uh, that command line thing to make it hard. They made it to make it easy. They just sure. made it easy for this cohort of people, but what's the co what's the thing. What are the things that are easy for the, you know, the hundreds of thousands and millions of restaurateurs and people in this business that are, um, that are try help them get, achieve their goals is, you know, like that's, uh, it's a really important thing to know. So it's important sure. that we listen to everybody. Um, it's important that we get a lot of that, as much of that feedback as possible. And that's the way you make great software. You know? Yeah. I mean, for uh, me, yeah. it's it's interesting to see because we've tried so many softwares that didn't work or they had this complex, you know, sales process and then onboarding process where I had to, you know, sit down with a manager for multiple hours to, you know, show me how to use their software. And for me, I just come back to back to before it's, it's, it's simplicity. When I open up my iPhone box, I don't get any instructions on how to use my iPhone. You yeah. know, if, if you go to Ikea and they say, build this piece of furniture, I'm terrible at building my wife puts together all the furniture in our house but like what, what is it it's an allen wrench right like they literally try to make it as simple as possible and the easier that we make software the easier that we make anything but for us the easier we make barbecue the more accessible it is to people like somebody that loves the true craft of barbecue knows that it takes 14 hours to smoke a brisket, but mm. sometimes they just want brisket. Now they don't want to go through the process of, you know, of, of getting the, the brisket ready, putting it on the smoker, prepping it, smoking it, cutting it, getting it. You know, it's like, sometimes I just want to order brisket and eat it. So for yeah. me, it, it's exciting to be in this space. It's exciting to meet founders like you. One of the questions that I love is, We've had so many founders on, but when was your oh shit moment? When was your, I'm going to jump off the cliff like this, like before I was working for this team now, Hey, you know, did you go to your significant other, your wife? And you say, Hey, <laughs> I'm ready to start my own company. What happened? Well, I'm lucky. I didn't have a wife at a time, but, I've had one. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, so I mean, for me, it was a lot of it was, um, it just, I, I just diving really deep into the problems, you know, if anything, that's my, my, uh, my drawback is I really like, like to solve a lot of these problems is, you know, um, I had, I was, I had left my last, my last company and I was like, you know, exploring what I wanted to do next. And like, that's why, that's where that idea through going, being introduced into the virtual food space and, and really digging in on that and seeing like, okay, this is really cool stuff is happening here. Um, there's an ability to really change the way that people eat everywhere. And because it's just, you know, from the point of storytelling around food, which is one of the most important aspects of it, all the way down to how that is, uh, that is brought, that those goods are brought to the person's house. Um, there's a lot of really cool things happening. So I just, kept getting more and more interesting, diving deeper and deeper until like I hit a wall. That's really what it was. It's like, I hit a wall with, it's like, you know what, this is, I really, really want this type of software. 
Yeah. If I, if I, you know, like we did, because we, we spun up a couple of virtual brands in DC. We we're learning a bunch of stuff from that, you know, uh, learning more and more about that. And it's like, hey, this is, this is something I really need to do. Uh, it, it's it's something that it's it's a big blocker for 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 me. It's got to be a big blocker for other people, you know. Uh, started building some of the some of the technology there, and, be, and then starting to talk to more and more people, and they're like, you know what, this is we really all we really need this as well, you know. And this is a big problem in the space. I'm like, I have to do this, you know. I have to like go and and solve this problem. Just just go all in and be the person that can be there for for these uh for this one problem set you know um and then i think fortunately it's something that uh, we think applies to a lot a lot of look like a lot of businesses and a lot of locations so and we're happy solving that happy solving those niche issues for that you know so that's really what drives me it's just kind of like constantly being in that problem solving attitude you know like um that's who, who was what, the first person you convinced the first person we convinced we actually um so adrian is actually the first person <laughs> who is who is now our partnerships manager uh he was a uh he was a manager at uh a general manager at a Vapianos. i don't know if you know they shut that down during covid but uh you know, like we were playing with the video stuff in our own ghost kitchens and things like that. He's like, he, he's like, and I was like telling him what I want to do. So, oh man, this is going to give me so much more information about how like this and this could do. Like, can you install this? Can you install this for me right away? And like, we had a really, really janky version of the, of the kit <laughs> back then, you know, so went in there, tried to run the wires myself, got the ladder, putting it up. And he's like, started looking at it and he just became like a true believer, you know? And then that's why, that's why he's on the team because, you know, he really knows how, um, you know, the business works in a a lot of ways from a GM side, um, you know, and was able to, able to communicate that and help us pare down the solution. So that was a really big, that was, I think, a really big uh, win is just having the early people like that on. And and then now they're part of the team. And, uh, you know, from there, we've been uh, finding a ton of different, you know, like uh, it, it, it's one of the it's one of the things it's well, I've been talking to more and more restaurateurs. It's just so interesting because there's a they're very very there's very very interested in tech even though a lot of them say they hate technology it's we all love technology everyone loves technology they just don't know it like we don't we use technology every single day all in our lives and we don't understand and we don't i mean we take it for granted i think is, is is really the bottom line we have we take for granted the thing that we have in our pocket you know back to my grandfather from bulgaria he yeah. when he immigrated over to the united states he would write a letter to his sister in bulgaria that letter cost him probably a hundred dollars to mail and it took six months to get over to his sister my wife every single day is on viber in high definition video chatting with her grandmother who lives in the village, you know, a village of a couple hundred people video yeah. chatting because of the internet. Yet we take that tech, you know, that technology for, for granted every single day. Yeah. And our, our customer success team is in, in Macedonia. Wow. So, so like they're able to help out with, you know, your, you know, like get, they're able to figure out what's going on in a, 
in a business anywhere on the planet, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that being able to kind of join together and uh, really like really be able to, you know, you and I are talking on the opposite sides of the US. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, we're going to, uh, we're going to help you, you guys out with, with how you guys are working on operations as well, you know, and, and that's the kind of thing where it's more and more of that's more and more of that is just being unlocked. Right. And, um, you know, and I think that that's what I think everybody being a business owner, you kind of, it's always good. I think that's what I was saying that a lot of the, a lot of the restaurateurs are interested in this, interested in to keep their, you know, was that your ear to the tracks or something? And see, like, hey, this is something that's interesting. Is this going to give me an edge? Is this something that is going to be uh, changed the way my business works wholesale? Um, you know, even as much as everybody's like, well, I, I really concentrate on the service. It's like, well, maybe my service can be better, right? So it's all yeah. about like, what what is the what is it that you really care about your business, and then using the technology to to address, to make that even better. You know, if you're like, uh, you know, if you're great on the branding side, maybe it's like, how do I share that brand wider? If you're great on the, like, on the lo local side, like, well, how can I, how can I gain a better hold of my local area? Or, you know, if you're great in the ops side, how can I do really, really well with ops, you know? So there, there's ways to double down. The technology just helps you double down on what you already do a lot better. Yeah. And I think that that's what, um, you know, it's again, like coming from a place where, you know, uh, you know, we're in, um, you know, like from Bulgaria, where it was a communism and things like that. It's kind of great to have work with business owners that are like, I'm in charge of my destiny. I can go and find a piece of knowledge or I could go make this change in my business and it can go work a lot better, you yeah. know, and that's been really cool. You know, it's been yeah. a really great process for that. So do you have any, do you have any mentors, anybody that you lean on? So I've been, so I have a couple of our investors have been really great mentors. Um, a couple. So there's, there's been some really great, um, I've been working with, uh, Corey Manicone from Zool. They just went to kitchen United now. Um, He's been great. Uh, I've been working with him a lot. And then uh, there's been some other, some other, uh, a couple other people like that. They've been really instrumental in, and in helping me think through both, both um, just as a general business sense. Like yeah. you, you have a software business, make it simple. Make it, what's the simple, <laughs> what's the simplest way to get people more value. And also from the hospitality for the food and hospitality space that has been like, Hey, this is this is the way. This is the best way everybody can think to can, thinks about this stuff. So uh, I, I'm always looking for more mentors. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of different facets to this type of thing. So uh, you know, trying to get as much input as possible has been great. Yeah, I think that's the you know one of the the biggest things for us. That's why we love doing this podcast. We connect with people all over the globe, people in the hospitality space, restaurant space, small business space. Um, you know. All it takes is asking a question. All it takes is reaching out. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? You send someone a DM and they don't respond. You know, for for me, what I've learned, you know, especially recently is that the, the asking for help, we always say, stay curious, get involved, ask for help. 
asking for help is such a powerful thing to do. It's just such an unnatural thing to do. You know, we, yeah. we tend to think of it as weakness when we're asking for help, yet there's so many people that have accomplished so many things that we admire, we look up to, and we're just not willing to just go and say, hey, can you help me with this one problem? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's literally just uttering it to them that puts that idea out to them, which allows them to put it out to their network. And, and people, and it helps them too. You, you never yeah. know, you know, one of the things I learned a lot is like, you never know how you're, how you asking for help can actually help the other person. Yep. A lot of times as well, there's, there's a, you know, there's a back and forth there with everything where, um, you know, they might be seeing a bunch of different, maybe they want more better feedback, like you said, you know, maybe they, they want better feedback on what they're doing. And, you know, this is a great way to do that. Maybe they have some other, you know, especially when you're talking about investors and things like that, they have different types of businesses that they, that this helps them gain insight on, um, so you know, there's it, it usually you know if 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 it done if done right, asking for help leads to a two way relationship. I think yeah. so. You know that that's the way you know it's the way everything works. It's still still relationship based in the digital in the digital world. Um, you know, it's just where you know you just don't need to be have to go grab a coffee down the street anymore. We can do this podcast, right? Exactly. So yeah, and. Um, so, uh, you know, like that's, that's what I love about, I've, that's what I loved about the process so far. Um, and, uh, as far as the, the, the product wise, it's been great just meeting tons of people. I think we I met a lot of people in this space like you to this process. And, um, and I think that there's, uh, there's a couple of our customers where they're like, you know what, I was thinking about getting out of this business, but just seeing the, you know, like how everybody's rethinking this stuff, just gave them like a whole new breath of fresh air about like, you know, this is a whole new way to think about things. It's like a, it's a mental thing, you know, it's like a, it's a fun, making it fun again, right? There's a way to do this yeah. that's fun, you know, and that's what, that's what's good great about it, you know? Yeah, I think that's one of the driving forces of why I get out of bed every morning is that I know what I'm doing. I love to do, you know, I absolutely mm -hmm. love to have these conversations. I love to connect with people that listen to this podcast that come to our clubhouse rooms that interact on TikTok or hit me up on LinkedIn, you know, no matter where it is, there's so many cool, interesting people that are doing some really cool shit, you know, some really cool stuff that um, sometimes it's not directly applicable to our business, but a lot of the times it is. And when we have a conversation, you just don't know where that conversation is going to go. Uh, anybody that's listening to this podcast, what kind of advice would you have if they're listening, if they're in the hospitality space and they want to jump off that cliff, they have an idea rattling around in the back of their head, like, oh, I've got this great idea for how I can fix this, but maybe I don't have an engineering background or a computer science background. Well, what kind of advice would you give them to, to, to get to the next step? Find the easy, the, the easiest way you can to do it, you know, um, Sometimes having an engineering background is more of a detriment because <laughs> going through the most complicated way of doing it rather than the easiest, you yeah. know? So, uh, and a lot of people tell you, you just need to go find somebody to, to do, you know, to build an app for you or something like that. Uh, it could be, you know, start off with, you know, uh, I had a lot of people that asked me about tech stuff all, all the time, yep. you know, and my, and my thing is always like, can you do this with, by texting people, 
Yep. You know what I mean? Can you do something like, can, can, can you, can you at least show that there's, a, you know, and, and, and even can you at least show that there's some interest in that way. And even for, with us, you know, we have our dashboard with all the video stuff and things like that. The number one people thing people open up is get them an email with a great report. Yep. You know what I mean? Or maybe even Always. with a text message, right? If yep. you really want that stuff to go to where the people are anyway, and that's the best place to start. So, uh, and, and a lot of that stuff doesn't require it being super technical. Like if there's an idea that, if there's an idea that you think is going to make a big impact for, uh, everybody or for, you know, for the world and for the, or the way that this is the way that certain things work, there's, you know, finding the way that to make that as easy as possible without dealing with engineering and all that kind of stuff, is probably a better idea if you're not yeah. doing it that way, you know? So like finding those little tricks levers, the pull is super important. And then, and then build, and then you can build from there. It's a lot easier to build from there. That's a much better starting point. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, like it's, 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 it's just, it's more applicable. You know, if you have an easy story to tell that people are, people can gravitate towards, then that's, that's a, a really important thing to have. And you can start keep, keep building up from there, but you can't go from like, Oh, I need to do all this stuff first. And then my, I might have a story. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, it's definitely good advice. Well, anybody yeah. that's uh, that's listening, please remember we do a clubhouse every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, every Friday at 10 a.m. Um, we're going to have Fotos on once his episode debuts um, so we can talk more. You guys can ask him direct questions. Um, clubhouse is an incredible place um, where we believe a rising tide lifts all ships. So stay curious, get involved. By getting on Clubhouse, you're able to interact with me, with our team from Cali Barbecue Media, with Stover, with Toby, with Kyle, with Stephen, a bunch of the people that listen, Troy Hooper, who shows up every week. Uh, we're grateful um, for so many people that have helped us really, you know, get from one podcast to two podcasts. And now we're connecting with more people all over the globe. And um, Fotis, we love what you're doing. We're very excited to be launching Gritzy at Cali Barbecue at our Ghost Kitchen locations. Uh, we're going to be making some content, um, some video of video getting done in the kitchen, some, some meta type video stuff. But where can people find you uh, if they want to learn more about Gritzy? So uh, Gritzy is www.gritzy.com, G-R-I-T-S-E-E.com, and photos at gritzy.com, P-H-O-T-I-S, like photograph with an I-S at the end, so P-H-O-T-I-S at gritzy.com. So uh, yeah, uh, I love to hear from everybody. I'll be on the clubhouse. Perfect. We look forward to it. Yeah. Um, super, super appreciate Adrian getting it together. Um, appreciate the company that you're building. Super excited to see what you guys do in 2022. Um, Gritzy, if you guys need a camera based operational solution for your kitchen, your ghost kitchen, uh, reach out to these guys at Gritzy. They do phenomenal work and stay curious, get involved. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And uh, if you guys need to reach out to me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P. W-A-L-C-H-E-F on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, everywhere. Um, hit me up. Appreciate you guys for listening and we will catch you next week. 